the KDLM Sports Wrap. Don't get me wrong. Lambeau Field is a historic venue in NFL history. But look at what we have in Minnesota with U.S. Bank Stadium. Look at what they built in Los Angeles. Look what they built in Las Vegas. Look what they built in Atlanta. Compared to those multi-billion dollar stadiums, it doesn't matter how much history is at Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field is a dump. Weekdays at 930 and on demand at KDLMRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Where's he from? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am! Yeah! Thirteen forty, KDLM is you can count on. This is the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Thursday morning. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your day. Better than Timberwolves fans, anyways. Wolves lose last night to the Los Angeles Clippers. The good news is they didn't blow a fourth quarter lead this time. They were just kind of down the entire time. Oh, we've got some breaking NHL news this morning. Jack Eichel has been dealt. No longer a Buffalo Saber. He's not a member of the Minnesota Wild either, so I don't have to worry about that. But there was a, a former Minnesota Wild who's haunted us in the playoffs that is going to Buffalo. You hate to see it for this kid's career, going from the Vegas Golden Knights to uh, the Buffalo Sabres. That's right, Jack Eichel, now a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. Alex Tuck, part of the trade, sending him there. We'll break that down coming up in a bit. We'll uh, talk about P.J. Flex' seven-year contract extension that he got uh, yesterday to pretty much quell all rumors of him leaving, at least for a couple years. Second half of the sports wrap, my guest, very excited for this, Jeff Morris, the head cross-country coach of the Perham Yellow Jackets cross-country teams. 20 consecutive appearances at state for Coach Morris's boys' teams, 19 for the girls' teams, and now back again this year looking to defend their state championships from 2019 because there was no state tournament last year. We'll have Coach Jeff Morris of the Perm Yellow Jackets cross-country teams joining us to preview state coming up on Saturday. Second half of the sports wrap here on KDL. But first, let's go back and recap that uh, that Minnesota Timberwolves loss last night. Rewind time. They've hit nine of the last ten shots. Paul George stepped back corner three on the way. Oh, Unstoppable. Anthony Edwards was right in his face. 58-46. Wolves down by a dozen here. 6-0 run out of the timeout. That was three of Paul George's game-high 32 points last night as the Los Angeles Clippers beat the Minnesota Timberwolves last night 126-115. Another impressive performance by Anthony Edwards. Uh, Team-high 28 points last night. That included uh, him missing a little bit of time after a, a, a bit of a scary knee injury. Did come back, finished the game, knocked knees with a Clippers player. Forget exactly who it was, but that's exactly how we saw Ricky Rubio tear his ACL a handful of years ago. And so Timberwolves fans, very nervous last night, but uh, but it, it appears that Edwards is okay. They already lost D'Angelo Russell. He's going to miss some time with that ankle injury. 
Edwards, 28 points, one of six different Wolves players in double figures last night. That included the bench. Beasley, 14, Vandal, 13, Nas Reed, 11, all in double figures last night. But the defense again for the Wolves. The Wolves were so good defensively the first four games. And last night, the second consecutive night, they've allowed a 40-point quarter. We, th- we thought the 43 against Orlando was bad. Well, the Clippers outdid Orlando last night. A 45-point third quarter last night buried the Wolves. Uh, L.A. shooting 61% from the floor, 21 of 36 from beyond the arc, 17 of 20 from the field. Just lights out. But despite that, the Wolves only down two points in the fourth quarter. Couldn't overcome the 32 by Paul George. 29 points from Reggie Jackson of the Clippers as well. The Wolves now under 500 for the first time this season. They dropped to 3-4. and four. Hoping the Clippers cool down a bit. They're going to rematch them at Target Center on Friday night. Clippers now improved to 3-4 and four as well. P.J. Fleck isn't going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Signing a seven-year contract extension with the Golden Gophers yesterday will make him the head coach of the Wolves until 2028. We hear this every single time there's a head coaching vacancy. P.J. Fleck's name always comes up, whether it's LSU, whether it's going to be TCU, whether it's USC. Fleck's name always, at least in the top five, top three of every conversation, but now the Gophers putting those rumors to rest. P.J. Fleck calling Minnesota his home that his family loves it here in a social media post yesterday. He also says this from day one. We talked about cultural sustainability and how important it is to build a successful program and life program. Today is another step in that process, and this new contract is a commitment to our elite staff and the entire state of Minnesota, is what PJ Flex says. He continues, our goal is to recruit and coach at an elite level and to have our young people achieve academic, athletic, social, and spiritual excellence. It's a tremendous honor to lead this program, and we will continue to work to build a culture that connects the entire state. Fleck in his Gophers 6-2 this season, 4-1 in the Big Ten, number 20 in the country. Minnesota hosts the Fighting Illini for the University of Illinois at 11 o'clock on Saturday before two of the last three games. Huge must-win games if P.J. Fleck and the Gophers want to win their first ever Big Ten West championship and go to the Big Ten championship in Indianapolis at Iowa, November 13th. Then you got a game against Indiana on the 20th. And then what, what people... This could be a potential Big Ten West title game, unofficially. Gophers versus Wisconsin, regular season finale, November 27th. Gophers control their own destiny. If they win out, they are Big Ten West champs. And right now, Gophers ranked above Iowa. Iowa's 21. Gophers ranked above Wisconsin. Wisconsin is number 22. So a couple of good ones coming down the stretch for the Gopher football team. One thing I like to do with the Canyonland Sports Draft is to keep it local, keep it Minnesota-centric, and focus on the, the, the area high school teams. Detroit Lakes, Perham, Lake Park, Audubon, uh, Holly, Barnesville, Frazee, in this area. But I feel like we, we, we need to talk about what happened in the NHL earlier today because this is going to have potentially major ramifications for your Minnesota Wild come playoff time. The free Jack Eichel movement is over. And there was a lot of talk over the summer of Jack Eichel potentially being traded to the Minnesota Wild. That has not happened. The Wild did not blink at the hefty asking price that the Buffalo Sabres had for 25-year-old Jack Eichel, who's going to get artificial disc replacement surgery uh, later this week. He was traded from 
Buffalo to the Vegas Golden Knights this morning. News breaking right around 9 o'clock that Jack Eichel is now a Vegas Golden Knight. And one of the good things about this, it, I'm, a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. If you've ever read my book, Land of 10,000 Aches, you know that I'm a glass half full. Minnesota sports optimist. The good thing about Jack Eichel going from Buffalo to the Vegas Golden Knights is Alex Tuck, former Minnesota Wild player, the Golden Knights took Tuck in the expansion draft when they came into the league, is no longer will Alex Tuck be able to haunt the nightmares of Minnesota Wild fans in the playoffs. He is heading to Buffalo in the deal. Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a future first-rounder, and a future second-rounder. The price for Jack Eichel, which, in my opinion, isn't bad for for Jack Eichel, who is very vocal about his displeasure in Buffalo, didn't want to be there anymore, and he's expensive. He's in the fourth year of an eight-year, $80 million contract. So even if the Wild wanted Jack Eichel, with all the other potential guys that are going to be free agents this upcoming season, when Kevin Fiala is going to be a restricted free agent, and you have to look at guys like 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 Alex Goligoski and how he impacts this team, and then you got, of course, the, the cap hit from cutting Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter, $8 million in cap hit next year, there is no way the Wild could have made this work. And, and even to get Fiala back next year, I, mean, I don't want to talk about next year too much, I want to focus on the here and now, because this is a must-win season for the Wild. Because you look at, at, at potential contracts that must be moved to, to keep guys like Fiala next year. Uh, a Jordan Greenway, who's owed $3 million. You've got an $8 million guy in Matt Dumba. He could potentially be moved. And then you've got all this influx of young talent that's supposed to replace the the older, the quote-unquote older, more expensive guys so you can re-sign your superstars. The guys that you want to be the cornerstones of this franchise moving forward. Your Kevin Fiala, your Matt Boldy, your, your, your Michael Ro- Marco Rossi. Here's a situation with Jack Eichel. In order for the Wild to have gotten Jack Eichel, they would have had to make a number of big moves, likely getting rid of, of both Dumba and Greenway to clear the cap space, and then trading either Matt Boldy or Marco Rossi, or potentially even both, plus draft picks, to get Jack Eichel. Yeah, Jack Eichel's 25 years old, but he was clearly unhappy in Buffalo. What happens in three years when the Minnesota Wild don't have any cap space, can't sign guys, and Jack Eichel gets upset again? I mean, Buffalo stripped this guy of his captaincy. He hasn't played this year on injured reserve. He was waiting to get surgery until he was traded. <laughs> it's kind of Scotty Pippen syndrome is what is, is what I like to call it. Hasn't skated this year. Should be back in about six weeks, minimum three months, until he's back from the, uh, the this artificial disc replacement. Going to be out until at least the All-Star break. Likely going to uh, eliminate him from competing in the Olympics for Team USA because he waited to get this surgery. Is this a guy that we want on our team? That would have potentially cost us Boldy or, or Rossi? Here's my take. Jack Eichel is a great player. But... I would rather take my chances on Rossi and Boldy working out than have to pay Jack Eichel $40 million over the next four seasons and blow up the team I have now to make it work. Second half of the sports wrap. Here's what's coming up.
Jeff Morris, head coach of the Pearl Yellow Jackets cross-country team. His boys are headed down to state for a 20th consecutive year. The girls are going down for their 19th consecutive year. Both are multiple-time defending state champions. We'll talk to Coach Morris about uh, state cross-country coming up this Saturday at St. Olaf next on the KDLM Sports Wrap. I'm Taylor Bashotti with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The highly anticipated Rodgers vs. Mahomes matchup this Sunday won't be happening. Aaron Rodgers is out of the game after testing positive for COVID. Rodgers earlier said that he was, quote, immunized from COVID, but NFL Network's Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo report the QB was unvaccinated, and the league will now investigate to see if the Packers were following proper COVID protocols. Giants running back Saquon Barkley also landed on the reserve COVID list Wednesday. Barkley is vaccinated, meaning he could still play Sunday if he has two negative tests at least 24 hours apart and has no symptoms. The Cardinals say Kyler Murray could be a game-time decision Sunday as he deals with an ankle injury. Murray didn't practice Wednesday. A bad angle also kept Von Miller out of his first practice with the Rams. And Saints All-Pro wideout. Michael Thomas says he's done for the season after having a setback in his recovery from ankle surgery. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Did you know the arrow in Amazon's logo represents A to Z? Maybe the My Computer Career logo should represent unemployed to employed. Ryan was out of work when he started classes in March. In September, he started his IT career working for... Amazon, making more money than he ever thought possible. Here's a prime opportunity. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Want to learn a new language so it will actually stick? Try Babbel. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people, so everyone can get the help they need. Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning style, Babbel gives you the tools you need. Babbel, more ways to learn. Now try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Imagine the looks on your extended family's faces this Thanksgiving when you walk in relaxed, fit, and happy. Now's the time to get your annual membership at the DLCCC. You'll have access to cardio equipment, weight machines, a walking and jogging track, racquetball, and pickleball courts, the pool, backyard, and more. Buy your annual membership at the DLCCC. It's a fun, positive, and rewarding atmosphere. So come and visit the DLCCC in Detroit Lakes or online at DLCCC.org. Rehab Authority is now open in Detroit Lakes, a new clinic for treating all conditions in physical therapy, including back, neck, and sports injuries. Rehab Authority offers complimentary consults and injury screens, same-day appointments, direct access, no referrals needed, and a leader who has been in the field for over 30 years. Clinic manager Kim Anderson is excited to bring his years of experience back to the Lakes area. Rehab Authority, now open in the McKinley Plaza, Detroit Lakes. Call 218-331-3353 to learn more and make an appointment. 1340 AM, 93.1 FM, KDLM. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The University of Minnesota football team hosts Illinois on Saturday. We'll have a preview after this. 
Thrive It and the Gophers are partnering again this year in the annual initiative Heart for Hunger to feed 60,000 families at Thanksgiving through the Union Gospel Mission. Gopher fans can support this cause by making an online donation at ugmtc.org slash h4h. That's ugmtc.org slash h4h. You are making a difference. Do you have time to connect today? Golden Gopher head football coach P.J. Fleck has his team in first place in the Big Ten West standings, 6-2 and two overall and 4-1 and one in the league. He says his team will remain, though, in a one-game championship season mode. We always talk about the price always goes up each week. I think the hardest thing about human nature is we all want to be comfortable. We all want to celebrate what we just did and, you know, is, this is good enough. That's human nature, right? We fight human nature every day of finding a way to change your best. Whatever's good enough today, right, won't be good enough tomorrow. We celebrate and draw a line in the sand of, okay, that's why we celebrate the way we do in the locker room. You know, everybody, you know, when, when we get a lot of coverage, everybody's like, well, look at the locker room celebration. We've done that for nine years. And I've said all along, when you're 0-10, 0-9, like when you win a football game, you never take winning for granted ever again, right? So we're going to celebrate to end that moment. Like all that work into that week, there's going to be a line that's drawn, no matter how we win, we won. We'll talk about how we won on Sunday, but we're going to draw a line in the sand so that one week can come to a close. Same thing day to day. Our offensive line is good. We know that. But what we did against Northwestern will not be good enough against Illinois. That's Gopher coach P.J. Fleck. Tickets are available for Saturday's game starting at only $45. To buy tickets, go to gophersports.com. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. Say goodbye to working the weekends and start your new career at Snappy in Detroit Lakes. See all the opportunities by checking out the Snappy Career Connection. Visit lakesarearadio.net. Get your Steve Sanitation sports headlines online anytime at lakesarearadio.net. Steve Sanitation. Let us do the heavy lifting. Look us up at stevesanitation.com. Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves were back in action on Wednesday night, hosting the L.A. Clippers in a matchup of two teams struggling through shooting slumps. Now, Minnesota's offense caught fire, but the problem, so did L.A.'s. And the Clippers, they bested Minnesota in that category. L.A. shot 60% from the field, including 21 of 36 from deep. That's a 58% mark. And current Timberwolves guard and former Clipper, Pat Beverly, attempts to explain the red-hot Clipper shooting display. Nick Batone shooting 20-something percent from the three before this game. He comes out and he hits, I don't know, like I said, uh, six, six or eight from three. Uh, Reggie was struggling uh, throughout the whole season. He comes out, goes seven to nine from three. T-Man was shooting, I don't know, high 28% from the three. He goes 100% from the three. So And that all happened, happened, you know, throughout the course of a game. So it's not the lack of defense, not at all. Uh, we got stops when we needed to get stops. We got to give them a credit. They, they, you know, it's a make or miss league, and they made shots tonight. These same two teams run it back on Friday on the Timberwolves Radio Network. You got me connected with local businesses in the Lakes area. Follow, follow. Nicholson Body Shop reminds you to watch out for deer and other wildlife crossing the roads on the way to the lake. Thank you for keeping it local and choosing Mickelson Body Shop for all your collision repair and glass replacement needs. Mickelson Auto Body, serving the Holly area since 1948. What's your name? Get connected to Wild Rice Electric, electrifying the countryside for more than 80 years. That's the power of your co-op. That's the power of Wild Rice Electric. Lakeland Mental Health knows people are quick to treat physical ailments. But what about mental health? When's it time to take that first step towards feeling better mentally? When our thoughts interfere with daily tasks... 
problems eating or sleeping, substance abuse. It might be time to talk to somebody. Lakeland Mental Health is here to help. To learn more about services or to take a free confidential screening, visit lmhc.org. With locations in Alexandria, Detroit Lakes, Fergus Falls, Glenwood, Moorhead, and now a new satellite office in Parker's Prairie. Lakeland Mental Health Center is here to help today for a better tomorrow. As the pain said to the pebble, you crack me up. Hey, this is Chris, owner-operator of Lakes Glass. Cold weather can make those pesky chips and cracks spider your windshield. I can work with your insurance and make the process easy and seamless. I install, repair, and replace your glass products. Basically, if you need glass, I'm your guy. Lakes Glass, the clear choice right off Randolph Road in Detroit Lakes. 218-847-1637 and online at lakesglass.com. Have you ever completed a big project and felt a weight lifted off your shoulders? That's what it feels like when you take that step to plan ahead for your funeral arrangements. This is Denise Fett with David Donahauer Funeral and Cremation Service in Detroit Lakes. Having a plan set in place brings comfort to family members who won't have to face those difficult decisions at the time of need. Give me a call at 847-4147 to make an appointment to start on your plan. David Donahauer Funeral and Cremation Service of Detroit Lakes. Here's your KDLM weatherology forecast. Mainly sunny today, high of 48. Tonight, becoming cloudy, low near 35. Mainly cloudy on Friday, high of 52, breezy southeast winds. Friday night, clear to partly cloudy, low near 36. Saturday, mainly sunny, high of 55. Saturday night, clear to partly cloudy, low of 37. Mainly sunny on Sunday, high of 55. Sunday night, clear to partly cloudy, low of 34. A meteorologist, Laura Lockwood. The KDLM Sports Wrap. You have to stand on Highway 10 holding a sign that says trade Adam Thielen. That's that's the punishment. That would be. People would try a little that's bit harder if, 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 if that's the punishment. In Packers gear, they have in, to in wear In Packers gear, there you go. You have, to, you have to wear an Aaron Rodgers jersey with a sign that says trade Adam Thielen. Weekdays at 930 and on demand at KDLMradio.com. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Thursday morning. Here, a couple days until the return of the state cross country meet. No state last fall because of COVID nineteen restrictions, but it wouldn't be a state cross country without the Perm Yellow Jackets. There, the twentieth consecutive appearance for the boys, nineteen straight for the girls. And we're here with the architect of that cross country team, Coach Jeff Morris from Perm. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Ah, uh, doing great. So let's talk about the, the the return of state. How awesome is it to to be able to go down to Saint Olaf this Friday again? Yeah, it's so it's just so sweet. Um, just even last Friday when we were at the section meet, just uh, myself and our coaching staff was talking, and, and just being there was just you know knowing that that was not going to be the culminating event. Uh, you could just see you know people smiling, you know families, you know just being able to be there, not watching just three to four teams race at a time because of last year. Yeah. How we performed the section meet it was done in waves, and and just knowing that that was not going to be the end was so exciting for the kids and families and coaches. I think one of the exciting things for me getting to a couple cross country meets. I was at uh, Malacca Mega Meets. I went to Lucky Lindy. I uh, went to the Roy Grayack. Okay. Just just the uh, the the pure energy of, of of what we had last year with three teams running at a time to just the the giant groups of kids and parents and cheering. I, I feel like this year has been even even larger than years past, just because we missed it so much last year, took it for granted, and now here we go, and it's just, it's just amazing atmospheres at these meets. Yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely been a resurgence, I think, of uh, 
of support. And, and I think all sports are feeling it right now, but it's, it's definitely pretty special being at a cross country meet when you watch kids compete. And, and, you know, we, I have some teachers that work our home meet and work the finish line and they're just always so amazed at how intense kids are. Their, their look on their face when they cross the finish line. And I think it's just been even more special this year for sure. Section 8A champions again for both the boys and the girls team. 20 straight state appearances for the boys, 19 for the girls. Uh, that, that, that doesn't come around very often. Talk about uh, the Yellow Jackets' success at, at the section and the state level these last two decades. Yeah, it's just, you know, when I first got here, my uh, we moved here in 2002. Uh, my wife's from the area. She was a track and field athlete for University of Minnesota, and and uh, we met. I'm actually from North Carolina, and we met in, in Europe on a college mission trip. Huh. And uh, just coming to the area, and, and uh, you know, for me it was so different. Just, uh, you know, I competed in college. I competed in high school. But, you know, when I first got here, I remember telling, you know, the AD and, and the kids on the team, I said, you know, my first year, I said, we're going to make it to state. You know, 2002, and, and uh, we've made it every year since our guy program. And, and it was just getting really, I think, the biggest success, uh, you know, that I've had is, is just getting kids to buy in and just believe in, in, in what our core values are, what we want to be about. And, and kind of the trick, everybody always asks me, what's our secret ingredient? And I said, you know, every kid on my team can tell us what our core values are. Uh, they could, I could go to any kid walking through the high school right now and they could tell you, no, we're going to believe in hard work. Uh, we have a kind of motto on our team, hard work, hard work. And, and they buy into that. And part of that is, is summer. Uh, they understand that I convince, I've, I've just really tried to convince kids that the hardest thing about running is just putting your shoes on and getting out the door. Exactly. And if you can make that first step and yeah, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> and the same thing goes with school, just getting out your backpack and getting your, getting your books out and getting your, um, your, your device out to, 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 to engage. And, and so I've really just tried to make that my focus. And then I've tried to always get kids, uh, you know, kids on the team who I knew could be good leaders. I can look back at every state team we've ever had, and I can name one or two kids that we kind of built the team around and say, okay, you're going to be the leader, get kids to buy in in the summer. And so they understand that hard work piece. And then we've always said with that, you have to have positive mental attitude. Our saying on our team's PMA. You got to have PMA, and then we always end it with you got to enjoy the journey. You've got to have fun, and so our kids have bought into those things, and they've worked really hard. Our kids, people, you know, look at us in season and they see all the work, hard work we put in. But I always tell kids when we get to the season, everybody's working hard. Yeah, we might do some things a little bit better than others, but there's some other teams that might do things better than us. But half the work has to be done in the summer, and these kids get out there and they put in four or five hundred miles in over the summer, and that's really just been the key ingredient to how successful. Uh, our programs have, our, our teams have been over the years. Talking to head coach of the Perham Yellow Jacket cross country team, Jeff Morris, this morning. Now, coach, you talked about the leadership aspect on your team. Only one senior on, on each of your teams, and that's uh, Jacob McCleary, who finished first place in the, in the section meet at Bagley last week. And then looking at the rest of the boys' team, only one junior as well, Micah Thompson. And your girls don't have a senior, only two juniors, Quincy and Liz. And so the, the, the leadership that's trickled down from the teams in the past, definitely hitting these younger kids and now having a, a chance to kind of lead these teams in, in their, their younger years? I mean, these are 15-, 16-year-old kids that have a lot of expectations yeah. with this team. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about this. This is probably one of my youngest teams that I've ever had in this position. Um, and, and it's like you said, you have to have people that are willing to, to, to be in that position to lead. And Jacob McClary and, and, uh, has just done such a tremendous job. And, and you have on the girls' side, Quincy and Liz, who've been there. They've been at the state meet. So the, these kids are seasoned uh, and they just pass on the things that have been passed on to them, and they model it. 
because uh, it was modeled for them. And, and it's so cool. Like, we do pretty much everything together as a team. We have about 80 kids on the team, 7 through 12. And our, we, we practice together. We travel together. Uh, we just do everything together. So it's just awesome when you see, uh, you know, seventh grade kids are already getting to hang out with a Jacob McClary. Uh, seventh grade girls are getting to hang out with a Quiz and a, Lin, uh, a Quincy and a Liz. And, and so they learn those things. Um, and, and like you said, our guys seem so young. Like, I was thinking about this. I don't know if I've ever had this problem. We're going to go to the state meet and only have had one guy that has ran at the state meet. Yeah. Uh, so it's just pretty cool to be in that position. And, and, you know, obviously we got some girls that have been there and, and our girls team were young, but we're missing one of our top girls from last year, my other daughter, Maya Morris, who was out with an ACL tear this year. Mm. So it's really cool to see some of the, these new younger girls step up and fill those voids. And that's, that's what happens year to year. You just get kids that say, all right, I'm ready to fill the void and I'm ready to fill that spot that was there before. And it's just fun to see. Yeah. Gracie section champion uh, for 80. Let's talk about the girls team first. You talked about the, the, the quote unquote inexperience. Only two girls on this team have run it at, at the state meet before. Have you, have you guys run the St. Olaf track before earlier this season, or is this going to be the first time? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We go down uh, the, the second meet of the season. I always go down to what's called the St. Olaf showcase. Mm-hmm. And I get, I take our, some people say I'm a little crazy because I take our entire team seven through 12 uh, down there and, and they only have a JV and varsity race. So we have every kid, even our junior high kids, they just kind of go and run it as a fun 5k. Uh, but we get our, you know, our high school kids, our kids that we know are probably going to be varsity. It gets them on the course early in the season. And then we get a chance for every kid just to learn the course. So by the time you're a junior senior in our program, you've probably seen that course already three or four times. So that's just extremely valuable for, you know, for the kids. You know, even the kids that are going to go down and just cheer, just to be able to know where yeah. to go and know where those important places are at the race, where where kids are going to need encouragement and they're going to need that, you know, that extra support. So uh, yeah, so it's it's for us. It's it, you know, being able to run down there early in the season make, makes a big difference for sure. Who are some of the runners uh, that some of the younger kids that have, that have stepped up and maybe exceeded your expectations this season? You know, on the girl side, obviously, uh, Gracie, my other child, has been, you know, just, you know, she, she got to run last year on the varsity, but last year she was on our varsity team. We qualified for state, but we didn't get to have a state meet. Mm-hmm. And um, just having that little bit of experience last year, but she's really, uh, you know, made a big jump this year uh, and just believing that she can be up in the front. And and really, I think probably the biggest key for us is, is not just even the youth. You know, Lilo Novotny's made a big jump this year. Uh, we got a new girl in the, the lineup, Ava Lee Brown. But for us, Quincy Anderson and Liz Berkland have just been awesome. You know, you, you can it's so easy to always talk about with a new kid. Well, I, I couldn't talk about our girls' team with, without talking about Quincy and Liz and, and just the leadership they've shown. They have been so – not just making the jump in races, but they've made the jump in workouts. Um, they get out there, and, and every workout we do, we do about two or three workouts a week really, really intense workouts. The rest is just kind of distance runs. But on our workout days, they they run at such a high level, and those younger girls are able to see that and kind of just get pulled to to, to some new, you know, kind of some new times that they haven't ran before. And, and, and to have that is so huge um, because it takes some experience to run a really high-quality workout at practice uh, because it can be really intense. Uh, on our guy's side, uh, Caden Dahl has just been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's just stepped up at the beginning of the year as this kid that's just super green, uh, had no clue what he was really doing. And, <laughs> and just to go from somebody at the beginning of the year where I had to kind of coax him through the race to where he's just, I know what I'm going to get with him. And we have this kind of thing that I always tell him, I tell him, I see him, I say, just always smile at me. And he'll be at the race at two miles and absolutely hurting. 
And I just say, smile. And he'll look at me and just give me the biggest smile. And then he just starts picking it up. And it's just really neat to see just the, those kids kind of come into their own. State meet is on Saturday. Uh, the boys run at noon. Girls run at 1. And something new uh, with the MSHSL this year, they're going to actually have a live stream of the meet uh, available on their website this year. Yeah, that's going to be super fun. You know, it's, it, it makes it hard. You know, I get it. Uh, St. Olaf's. It's a, it's a pretty good track down there. You know, you're you're driving three and a half hours, plus you got to go through the cities. And then a lot of people, state cross country, a lot of times, you know, about four out of every six years, just depending on when the date falls, it falls on opening deer hunters. So yep. it gets to be a little tricky for people to want to come down. And, and so this will be awesome. I've got lots of teachers, lots of friends who are like, we're going to be watching in our deer stand. Uh, so it'll be fun just to be able to see those kids compete, to watch, you know, the guys compete. You know, Jacob, you know, hopefully has a chance to win individually and, and, and for both our teams to have a chance to win as a team and to watch kids they have in class, like teachers, you know, Carter Flato, to be able to watch that kid run and, you know, girls on the team that are that are running and, you know, Micah Thompson, you know, uh, his basketball coach, to be able to watch him run. So it'll, it'll be great for those people that can't make it down. We'll have a big support down there, but it'll be just that extra support knowing we have people watching us. You can find information at hsl.org, click on tournaments, and uh, find the cross-country state tab. Coach, congratulations on another section championship. Hopefully hoping for uh, for another repeat of state as well. Good luck on Saturday to you and your teams. Yeah, thank you so much. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet. Dude. All right, thanks again to Coach Morris from the Perm Yellow Jacket Cross Country teams for joining me on The Wrap this morning. If you missed any of that interview, you can go back and re-listen to it momentarily online at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And don't forget, you can stream State High School Cross Country on Saturday online at mshsl.org. The first time they've ever done this, where you can watch the cross country meet and get live results right there on the MSHSL website. Speaking of high school sports, we've got some volleyball section action tonight. Holly versus Barnesville. That game is at 7 o'clock on 102.3 KRCQ tonight. That will be take place in Pelican Rapids. Other side of Section 8-2A, Thief River Falls in Monaga. That game is at 7 o'clock in Foston tonight. In Section 6A, Henning taking on Breckenridge for their right to go to the Section 6A championship game next week. Winner of that one takes on the winner of Wheaton Herman Norcross and Belgrade Bruton El Rosa. Henning versus Breckenridge, 6 o'clock. Wheaton Herman Norcross, Belgrade Bruton El Rosa at 7.30. Tomorrow, Section Championship football. Of course, you got Detroit Lakes in Alexandria taking on the number one seed Becker Bulldogs at 7 o'clock. And at the Fargo Dome, huge slate of action. Section 8, 9 man. Kitson County Central versus Badger Greenbush Middle River at 1230. You've got Section 6, 9 man. Norman County East doing the hit it all versus Fertile Beltrami at 3 o'clock. At 530, the Section 8, 3A championship game. Fergus Falls Otters, Dilworth, Blinden, Felton, the Rebels. And at 8 o'clock, the huge one. Section 8A championship, Monoman Wabin versus Ada Borup West. I think of those four contests, the one that is going to be the best, the most competitive, back and forth, I think is going to be Monoman Wabin and Ada Borup West. The Cougars beat the Thunderbirds earlier this season. Monoman Wabin, not going not gonna to go down easy. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Fargo Dome. Huge slate of section championship football. Of course, we'll be in Alexandria for the Lakers and the Becker Bulldogs. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff from Alexandria High School at 7 o'clock. Full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. 
That's a wrap for the sports wrap. We're back tomorrow, 9.30 on the station. You can count on KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Double guest Friday tomorrow, Laker head coach Reed Hefta and Keith Brake of Bison 1660 joining me tomorrow on the KDLM sports wrap. It's just after 10 o'clock right now. Quick CBS News break, then the classic gets roll on KDLM.